Welcome to Hollywood Profiles and Scandals of Yesteryear. That's my bid to make the title as long and unwieldy as possible. Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Gabriel Russo, broadcasting live from the Lonely Studio, located at the back of the house. The show is back after yet another extended layoff. My laptop went pause up like a month and a half, month two months ago. I started going back to school to get my bachelor's degree full-time. So I'm working full-time, going to school full-time, and my laptop crapped out on me. And so, unfortunately, the podcast was the last thing to come back online. All the people that sent me messages on Facebook and Twitter, and I mean, I couldn't be more touched. I couldn't be more pleased that you missed the show like the show, listen to the show. It's unbelievable to me. So thank you for all the kind words and all of the inquiries as to where the show went. It's pretty neat. So anyway, we are back. Oh, and the other thing is uh, with the holidays coming and all that. So there's just another excuse to throw in. I had that in my notes. Might as well use it. Um, Anyway, we are back together and we are looking at people from long ago. The silent era of Hollywood is our destination on this show. And this week, I am profiling a woman named Marjorie White. Right after this. W-E-A-F, New York. Mutual, 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 this is the mutual. We're back, and no, this is a Lonely Studios production. Introducing Gabriel Russo as the host of the Hollywood Profiles and Scandals Radio Hour. So there's that. This episode is sponsored by the phrase berries, as in, that's the bee's knees. Or to bring it into a modern parlance, good, as in, That sounds like berries to me. Or, that sounds good to me. I like this one. I like that phrase. I think we should bring it back. As always, I get my information from the interweb. Specifically, mostly Wikipedia. I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like people using Wikipedia. But I don't care. So, I use Wikipedia. I also use various blogs. The old-timey phrases are from a website called thoughtcatalog.com. The page is 59 quick slang phrases that we should use again. And now, on to the main portion of the show. Marjorie White, July 22, 1904 to August 21, 1935. She was born Marjorie Ann Guthrie in Simcoe, Ontario, Canada. So at the age of 8 or 10, she gets into showbiz as one of the Winnipeg Kitties. These are uh, a troupe of child performers that sing and dance and do little skits and whatnot. They sang and danced their way across the United States and Canada. Obviously, she was a dancer and a singer, (laughs) as were they all. She works with them until she is 17, so she's there, you know, eight, seven or eight years. She moves to San Francisco with her friend Thelma Wolpa. 
Now, Thelma Wolpa is best known. She's well, her name. She changes her name to Thelma White. Um, she's best known for her role in the 1936 exploitation film Reefer Madness. Reefers. Boy, have you ever seen that? That is a uh, terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> so anyway, Thelma Wolpa. She now she debuts in her family's circus at the age of two, acting as a quote-unquote living doll. A living doll is someone who stands in place, motionless, until she gets a cue to begin cooing and wriggling around. And so, here we are. We'll shift back to Marjorie White. In uh, December of 1921, she moves, like I said, she and her friend Thelma. Popular name for back then, Thelma. You don't see many Thelmas now. So she teams with her friend Thelma as Wolpa and Guthrie, the little bits of everything. Then they change their name to the White Sisters. They're in New York City. They're singing and dancing and doing a, an act, light, fluff act. They break up. They both uh, keep the last name White. Marjorie was Marjorie Ann Guthrie, like I said, and Thelma Wolpa was Wolpa. So, but they both become uh, basically famous as um, Thelma White and Marjorie White. So they break up. So the duo breaks up. Thelma, I mean, rather, I keep I keep wanting to follow the wrong person. So Marjorie White marries a man named Eddie Tierney in 1924. She appears in a lot of musicals between 1926 and 29, and they move back to Hollywood. So in, the, in 1921, she moved to um, San Francisco. Sometime in the early 20s, she moves to Hollywood. Then they move to New York. She gets married in New York, does lots of Broadway plays. Then in 1929, she and her husband moved back to Hollywood. The tradition back then was uh, for you know girls to be younger than they were. So four years were knocked off her birth date. And making her born in 1908 as opposed to 1904. So now she's four years younger. <laughs> um, it's funny because here on Wikipedia, there's a there's a little notation that biographies of James Cagney, the Mark brothers, Marks brothers, and Bing Crosby, in early biographies, they gave birth dates that were five years after the actual event. And so everyone, that was men and women, just knock five years off of your off of your birthday. So in 1929, she gets a part. She starts getting parts in pictures, small parts, small roles, you know. She does a movie called Happy Days, not the Fonz. Uh, Happy Days, but a previous, a prior Happy Days. She does another picture in, in 29 called Sunny Side Up. Yeah, she's an attractive blonde. She just looks like that ditzy, like, pot. Like that ditzy pot that sounds like that kind of a thing, you know. And so, but she just looks like, she even looks higher, like, like, like her voice would be higher than that even. More like, uh, Betty Boop or something. <laughs> so, she's a tiny little thing. Like I said, she's a little blonde. She's only four foot ten. So, she's under five feet. She only weighs 103 pounds. She, you could hold her in your hand. And so, she was ordered to roll, I, I say how, how big she was, because there's a, a story that comes up that film executives at Fox tell her to lose four pounds because she's she's too big so she weighed 103 pounds four foot ten the part was for uh, a role in the new orleans frolic the woman in question weighed less than 100 pounds 
So that's just craziness. You know, so that kind of stuff was going on back then. This is early Hollywood. Now, she's not much in the in the uh, silent era. As a matter of fact, I don't believe she does any silent pictures at all because she gets to Hollywood in 29, right at the end of the um, silent era. And so, but she does work in the Charlie Chan film, The Black Camel, which features Bella Lugosi and Robert Young in what is believed to be Robert Young's first leading role. She appears, Marjorie appears, as a sarcastic young woman among the group of suspects held waiting by Charlie Chap Charlie Chan. I almost said Charlie Chaplin. Oh, um, since I did mention Charlie Chaplin, this podcast ended when my computer went out. I was editing episode 51, or 50 rather, Milestone episode 50, part 2 on Charlie Chaplin. That file has been corrupted and lost and is gone forever. And so you'll just have to look up Charlie Chaplin in order to figure out the second part of his life. Um, I skipped one of his vibes in the first part anyway. It wasn't very well done. But, you know, if you're listening to this, you pretty much know who Charlie Chaplin was. So um, in 1933, she gets a big role with the comedy team of Wheeler and Woolsey called Diplomaniacs, a satire, political satire called Diplomaniacs, which is diplomacy, I guess, that was written by Joseph Mankiewicz. Now, Wheeler and Wheeler and Woolsey, they were active from 27 to 37, Bert Wheeler and uh, Robert Woolsey. They were a duo until 1938 when Robert Woolsey died. They were initially teamed as comedy relief in Rio Rita, 1927 Broadway musical and then came to Hollywood to reprise the roles for the film version. And then the, the success of that film convinced them to become a permanent team. And so they made feature films for another like seven or eight years after that. So that's pretty interesting. Woolsey looks a little like Stan Laurel with the glasses and that kind of what me look on his face. And the other guy, anyway, one's got glasses, one doesn't. So Marjorie plays Dolores, the femme fatale in that. Oh, she's custom-ordered by the film's villain. She arrives in, wrapped up in plastic from a shoot <laughs> to seduce Bert Wheeler, who plays Willie, uh, and steal the secret plans from him. In that picture, Wheeler and White sing a duet called Sing For Me. You know, it's a send-up of the, uh, the, the boy-girl romantic sing-song scenes, you know, from those old pictures. You are 16 going on 17. She, the, the, it plays against type because she assaults him the whole time. And uh, he's reluctant to sing to her. And she just keeps slapping him the whole time, apparently. So it sounds like a funny little scene. They were big. They were, uh, they made a whole bunch of movies. Wheeler and Woolsey. So we may do a, an episode on them, possibly. She also works with Joan Crawford, a movie called Possessed. And then several, she works in uh, Fox feature films, Just Imagine, and uh, the new movie tone Follies of 1930. Now, that was before what we were talking about. Now we get to the meat of it, and the reason why I chose her for uh, this show, a friend of mine online posted a picture of the Three Stooges, personal favorites of mine, with uh, Marjorie White posing production still for the short Woman Haters. And so I thought, well, let me do her, you know. Well, I mean, 
not exactly. I thought, uh, let me do a show on her. So she is best remembered mostly, I think, uh, I think mostly best remembered for her co-starring role in the first Three Stooges Columbia Pictures short, Woman Haters, which came out in 1934. We did a whole episode on my soon-to-be-returning sister show, Three Stooges Throwback. So yeah, she's in Woman Haters, which unfortunately is, uh, I mean, that's the one that was all in, uh, all in rhyme. Yeah, so that's the Stooges. She plays the new wife of Larry Fine. Now, Larry, in the plot of that, he needs to keep her a secret from his fellow Woman Haters Club members, who Mo and Curly are both pitching woo at her behind Larry's back. So she's the female star in that. Like I said, it's all done in rhyming verse. Now, Woman Haters was Marjorie White's last film. Sadly, she was working fairly regularly, it seems to me. On August 20th, 1935, she was a passenger in a car driven by Marlo M. Lovell on the Roosevelt Highway near the Bel Air Beach Club in Santa Monica, California. I wonder if any of that is still there. Roosevelt Highway. It's probably the 101, or the 1, I guess. Near Bel Air Beach Club. Can't possibly be there. <laughs> um, and Santa Monica, obviously, is still there. So, yeah, she was a passenger in a car. Marlo was driving. The car sideswiped the car of a couple who had been married only an hour before. Oh, my word. It flipped their car, flipped over. That was that. The coroner's jury decided that reckless driving by Lovell was to blame for the accident. White had been riding in the car because another member of the party, a Miss Gloria Gould, did not have her wrap. So Gould was following along in Lovell's car with White's husband. So I guess their car didn't, it was a convertible. She didn't have her wrap. So she said, well, I'll ride in. Listen, you ride with my husband and I'll ride in a convertible with yours. And so I shouldn't make light, but you know, it happened a long time ago. So she was the only person seriously injured and she died of internal bleeding the next day. Wow. She went to the hospital that night or that, that day. And yeah, internal bleeding. August 21st, 1935, she passed away. She was buried at Hollywood Memorial Cemetery, which is now called Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Which I, I should do an episode on on the two on that one, just covering, you know, the interesting things about the cemetery. So Hollywood Forever Cemetery. She was survived by her husband. Her parents were still alive, Robert and Nettie. She was a charming comedian, and remembered for uh, remembered fondly. Basically, she's remembered for she was not really the star of anything, but she is. Uh, she stole many scenes. And worked with uh, some of the leading comedians of the day. The Three Stooges. Now it's a short. so And the shorts didn't get as much respect in the day. Critical respect and whatnot. And, and, and you know, the Stooges were the top of the heap as far as the shorts departments go. Uh, but she worked with them. She worked, with, like I said, with Wheeler and Woolsey, who were a top comedy duo of the time. And a man named Joe E. Brown, who was also a big comedian of the day. She was a favorite in the 1930s. Now, Marjorie White, Alice White, and Thelma White were believed to be related to each other because they all looked very similar. Obviously, they had the last name White, and so, but they all were um, petite, 
pretty, blonde, and spunky. They were all very popular at the same time. They were, in fact, all unrelated. Like I said, Thelma and Marjorie did perform together as the White Sisters and were quite popular. And Alice White, holy moly, she looks like my grandmother. She looks almost exactly like, wow. And uh, like a cross between my grandmother and Lucille Ball almost. Wow. Alice White. She's got a sex scandal apparently in her bio. So we're going to leave it at that and we will revisit Miss Alice White. And so that is Marjorie White. That's going to wrap it up. Again, I, I'm I'm touched that so many people contacted me, sent messages. Where, hey, where's the podcast? It's definitely because I was vacillating back and forth. Should I keep doing the podcast? I'm kind of busy. I think that I'm going to have to go to monthly. I mean, right now, you're probably saying that, well, that's... That's actually ambitious because I haven't been doing much at all. But I was on more of a, you know, bi-weekly to weekly schedule off and on. And now I think that I'm just going to have to break down and say that once a month with the occasional bonus episode thrown in if I get time. But I will do once a month and let's agree on the first Friday of the month or the first week of the month. (laughs) And so the show will continue because I love doing it. And apparently you guys, you know, you like it well enough. Once again, that was Marjorie White. You have been listening to Hollywood Scandals of Yesteryear. Hollywood Profiles of Yesteryear. No, Hollywood Profiles and Scandals of Yesteryear. I have been your host, Gabriel Russo. Thank you for listening. And remember, the phrase berries. If you think this podcast is berries, then let me know.